Welcome to Wisdom Plug Podcast with your host, Yemi Davids. The wiser you are, the better you live. Hunger separates you from the multitudes. Luke chapter, well, Mark 5. 25. Let's look at Mark 5.25. Hunger separates you from the multitude. I hate to be counted as one of them. I don't like it. Don't like it too. You're in the ministry raising great people. They should never see your product as one of the products in the market. Let your product stand out. In your office, they should not see you as one of the staff of that company. You should stand out as a staff. And as a Nigerian, you stand out but positively. Because a lot of Nigerians, they, they, they they stand out a lot, but for negative reasons. To stand out, to be outstanding. Now a certain woman had the flow of blood for how many years? Are you here with how many years? Next verse. And had suffered many things from many doctors or physicians. She had spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. When she heard, do you see this just hearing? When she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. 28. For she said, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made. You need statements like this in your heart for the year. Where you make certain commitments, certain decisions that will turn your own year around. She wasn't telling everybody, if I may, one version says, she said within herself, if I may but touch the hem of his garment, I'll be made whole. Some, some dangerous but very positive decisions in your heart that separates you. I shall be made well. Verse 29, immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. 30. Now, and Jesus immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, turned around to the crowd and said, who touched my clothes? <laughs> who touched my clothes? Now look at this, verse 31. But his disciples said to him, you see the multitudes thronging you, and then you are saying, who touched me? How can you say that? And that's why I said hunger separates you from the multitudes. Because everybody was touching him. Some people took selfie. They don't have phones anyway, but selfie. Jesus, Jesus. They make her take it. Jesus. I'm posted on Instagram. I met Jesus today. Someone just hugging. They were touching him. But somebody touched with a difference. I pray that your 21 day this year we, we show. It should not be that we I mean, try fasted. No, not that. The results will tell people you fasted and prayed. Others are touching him. I mean, this is a valid question. I mean, question. You see the multitude thronging you. What do you mean, somebody? You should say, uh, they are touching me. Don't say somebody. Don't say somebody. <laughs> Verse 32. He looked around to see her who had done this thing. Verse 33. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. 34. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has what? made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. What even got my attention here was, I don't know what has happened to you in the last 10 years or 12 years. Hunger can stop it this year. Her case was 12 years. Don't be so used to it that you feel it can never be done. Who, who says? She has spent money on it. She was getting worse, but it didn't mean that it cannot happen an instant. 12 years of affliction was done away with. Bam! 
but she was hungry for it. She waded through the crowd and broke protocols and taught the hem of his garment. And she was made whole. So hunger separates you from the multitudes. Hunger enables you to pay the price. Proverbs 27 verse 7. This one is key, especially when you're looking at success. Hungers and hunger enables you. There's a price to pay for success. Uh, do you agree? To succeed in your education, to do well in your business, to scale up. To, uh, there's a price to pay. I can't deceive you. But if you are not hungry, you will not pay the price. You will buckle. But when the hunger is there, uh, you pay the price easily. They say, they say hey, they're going extra mile. They are calling it extra mile to use normal mile. Because you're hungry. A satisfied soul loads the honeycomb. Satisfied, no hungry, not hungry. But to a hungry soul, every bitter thing is what? 21 days fasting, is it sweet? Ah, it's work now. But when you're hungry for certain kind of results, it will become sweet. Some in this church already started their fasting some days ago. If you don't do what take took you up, you will start going down. Huh? It's easier to succeed, though, my pastor said to us. It's harder to maintain success. He said to us, success is a wild beast. If you don't know how to tame it, it will destroy you. And he used the analogy of a cub, a lion cub. You know lion cub? C-U-B, a lion baby. When you have it in your house, how do you protect it? You can put a little cage, isn't it? Just even the cage can be with the clothes. It's a cub. When it goes to a particular level, you use some wood. When it grows old, what do you use? A hair. If not, that thing that you are celebrating will kill everybody in the house. That's how success is when it was described. So it's easier to go up, harder to stay up. So many of our business people here, you're making money, you're a millionaire. The price to stay up must be at that tempo. If not, you start going down. Hmm. I mean, if you have tasted success, you're sort of trying to say, to keep that level, you are praying. You pray. You, you fast. You read. The wisdom must be up to par. A satisfied soul loads the honeycomb, but a hungry soul, every bitter thing, it converts you, you. They are practicing for two hours. You are doing ten hours. Because ah, this thing must show forth. That's why in our confession we say, I'm a decisive extra miler. I studied uh, this man, uh, Michael Jordan, uh, how he succeeded. The, the basketball court in his house. <laughs> when he's practicing, you would think he's playing championship match. But they said that most of the things he does in the, in the, when he plays a match are things that he had practiced behind the house a thousand times a day. So what you are seeing there, they say it's like photocopy. You know, you just do it because he had done it. He had, it has become him. And we're raising great people. That should be your lifestyle. Going the extra mile. Look, I won't lie to you. Success is sweet. So the bitter, 
uh, what do you call it? The bitter sack, uh, uh, um, the bitter payment, you should enjoy because success is sweet. <laughs> do you like to beg? If you enjoy begging, you have a problem. Because you like to cringe at people and every time begging this one. Do you like it? What do you feel when you bless others? Chris, how do you feel when you bless your mom or you send somebody and they smile? But to have what to bless, <laughs> you walk. And that blessing is in degrees. Because some of us don't think so deep, we play with life. There is no friend on earth that can pay your children's school fees sustainably. They can try a particular term. By second term, they'll be greeting you from afar. I have everything. I the children. They won't allow you to say anything next. I'll see you later. Because I know if you talk for another five minutes, you'll bring the matter. How are you? Are they, are they okay? Hey, give that, give that. Bye bye. Bye bye. Because you have that three minutes now. Hey, my child. <laughs> you will not hide that from your colleagues. When I saw what Jacob said, I think Genesis 32, I wrote it somewhere here, verse um, 24, God said, there is nothing wrong with you asking me to bless you. Because Jacob asked for it. Now, Jacob is not costal. He's already blessed. He's asking for a higher order. Genesis 32, verse 24. Then Jacob was left alone. You are alone in this walk of life. Always know that. Life is a product of personal, not transferable adventure. Jacob was left alone and a man wrestled with him until the breaking of day. Verse 25. And now when he saw that he did not prevail against him, he, that, that angel, he touched the socket of his hip and the socket of Jacob's hip was out of joint as he wrestled with him. Verse 26. Glory to God. And he said, let me go for the day breaks. But he said, I will not let you go unless... You bless me, empower me, turn my story around, use me for your glory, give me wisdom, make me a blessing to my world, heal me of this disease. If you are truly a healer, and I believe you are the healer, <laughs> verse 27, look at the blessing. So he said to him, What is your name? He said, Jobless, sick, or barren, whatever name. That situation has named you, either publicly or privately. He said, my name is Jacob. Verse 28. He said, he said, your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel, for you have struggled with God and with man and have prevailed. One version says, you have fought with God. Struggling with God is not even fighting. And you have prevailed. <laughs> if you have failed before, Hunger will turn the failure to success. If you have succeeded to a measure before, hunger will move that success to another level, another phase. Completely. Whichever way we need this at the beginning of the year, it makes you live a very, very um, responsible life. So, now when I talk about hunger, the question now is, okay, pastor, this hunger thing, how do I get it? Huh? Nora, how do you get hunger? How do you become hungry? Because I like it, but how? Should I just like this? 
I've already addressed it a bit. Certain philosophies of life will help you to remain hungry. I realized in life that there is never a vacuum in life. It's either you are making progress or you are going backward. It's not that uh, I'm just by myself. If you stand on the highway, just stand. I won't disturb anybody. I want to do my own thing. What would they do? They will pass you by. And after a while, the ones that have passed you by, your gap between them will be wide. They will leave you behind. So there's no, I don't want wahala. I just want to do my own thing. No, you must do your success thing. If you just park your car on the road, other cars will do what? They will zoom past. And that's how life is. Look at our country. So many things that we need to work on. Did other country wait for us? Eh? That's how Nigeria is still, you know, we like that country. They are slow to develop. Uh, let's just hold on on our development for like 10 years. For them. Let, them, let them catch up with us. Catch up with us. I just saw something today. Uh, Apple capitalization. $3 trillion. The first in the history of mankind. $3 trillion a company. Now, you ask yourself, which one is greater, Nigeria or Apple? Can buy your country, isn't it? So that's why nations are not always this, uh, uh, based on geographical entity. That's a nation. Three trillion. <laughs> What's our budget for this year? Six trillion, right? Six trillion. And we're going to borrow many of them. Sorry, three six around naira. I don't think that they're the same thing. You're hearing three and six. They are not made to. That was, that's 63 naira. If you divide it by 570, you know where you come to. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Because when someone says 63, it's not far from each other. It's far. That one is naira. That one is dollars. That means they can. Can somebody help me with the dollar so that we can understand this thing? Divide it by 570. Let's do the number of dollars. You now see that that company can buy your country for 10 years. 10 years? Maybe they can just, they can borrow the country. You don't say we should sell our country. We can't sell. Life does not wait for people. I've noticed that none of your colleagues, you might not see them, nobody's waiting for you. So what do you do? Keep running your race. There is no future for the lazy. Keep running your race. So whichever way, the same people that back by it is because they are at the back. My pastor, the wisdom is too much. He said you would hardly hear somebody flying a jet criticizing another person that has a jet. Have you seen it before? Have you noticed? But he said, the man trekking will speak against the man driving. Take it. The one driving, we complain about the one flying. And they are passing the bus. And they're driving like this. All these people with their car. People don't know how to drive. Is a lie. If he has his own car, I won't drive worse. Well, as you see, most of the people that have jets speak against those who have jets. So you, it's a philosophy of life. There's no vacuum in life. So take your spiritual responsibility serious. Take every day serious. The days will come when you might not have the energy you have now, isn't it? You are 30, you are 40, you are 53, you are 32. But the days we call you'll be 72. 
How will it be? Will you still be going to the market at 72? God forbid. Yeah, you still be productive, but not doing the work of a 42-year-old person. Those mentality keeps you hungry. Another thing that keeps me going is that I realized over the years that um, fail, um, failure is an orphan. Success has many fathers. <laughs> when you are doing well, the right way, everybody calls you their son. My son in the Lord. Have you seen my son? The people you don't call for that, they'll call you son. I was with him. They will find a way to connect. I, we were in primary school together. We were doing NYSC together. We used to say something, something that connects. We, we met at the bus stop together. But failure. <laughs> it's an orphan. Ah. Failure is an orphan. And then, I want my life to give God glory. I have a passion for the kingdom of God. I hate it when anything happens that tarnishes the image of the kingdom. It gets to me. I want to see the glory of God through lives. So even when I watch football, as somebody scores the winning goal and he opens his shirt, I say, Jesus, I like that. I like that. We are on the winning team. In the days of Jesus, all those Pharisees, when you hear Pharisees, Sadducees, they are fellow pastors, oh, retired ones, unproductive ones. He stood out. I want my life to glorify God. I want your business. They say, ah, the guy is, is a billionaire, you know, but he's a Christian. Yes. I want my life to anything that will not glorify him, fight against failure does not glorify God. That's the truth. It doesn't glorify God. And he has provided all it takes for me to glorify him. Then hunger will make me take advantage of those things to make it work. Glory to God. Glory to God. You will have testimonies this year. I said, you have testimonies this year. His glory will find expression in your household. God will be happy about... Do you know God was the one that was boasting about Job? Go and read Job. He told Satan, have you seen my son or servant Job? The guy was the richest man, the greatest man in all the East. He's there in Job. And God was boasting because we are created in his what? Image and likeness. Even you, we boast about your child doing well in school. I want God to boast about our church, boast about business people here, see what they are doing. And, and the devil was telling God that it's because uh, you are blessing him, that's why he's serving you. God said, okay, go and touch him, let me see his heart. Allow you to touch, just touch him. And then Satan did everything, everything. The guy stood firm. And God said, in time to the enemy. And then he restored Job twice what he had before. A man is not old until he stops learning. When you stop learning, you start dying. 
Learning is the key to greatness. Join us every Sunday at Global Impact Church at The Goodland, Ifako Bus Stop, Oworon Shoki, Ogbudu Expressway, Lagos, Nigeria. Host, Yemi and Bimbo Davids. For inquiries, visit www.globalimpactng.org. Global Impact Church. Think greatness. Achieve greatness.